The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to This Is MVM, a podcast series coming to you from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle St. Hill, Vanessa Williams, and Marianne Pine. This is MVM. Good afternoon, or maybe it's morning for you, or maybe it's nighttime. This is Michelle. I just want to say, here's what I know for sure. You read a book one page at a time. You tell your story one word at a time. Experiences are lived one moment at a time. So with every breath taking nothing for granted, because all we have is one second in time. I'm so excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about fatherhood today. We have guests coming on. I'm excited about our guests, two gentlemen who absolutely fit the bill. And without further ado, passing it over to my girlfriend over there, co-conspirator number one, Miss V. Hello, beautiful people. I am Vanessa, and I'm so excited to be here today uh, to be part of this conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It's a bit bittersweet for me, but nonetheless, I'm ready to have the conversation. Marianne? Marianne here, president accounted for. It's great to be here sharing our stories with you all once again. Hope you've been good to yourself since the last time we spoke. Looking forward to this really interesting topic myself. Michelle, take us to it. Well, you know, it's interesting how here we are, three ladies, we have so many things in common and with our audience out there, there's going to be lots of people who are going to be absolutely able to relate to daddy. Are you a daddy's girl? Am I a daddy's girl? I don't know. Was your father a dad or was he just your father? Did you fear your father when he came home from work? Was the fear put inside you because daddy was the big bad man? He went out to work and when he got home, it was like, be quiet, children, daddy's home. You know, you hear these stories all the time of different relationships that people have. And um, it's interesting because my personal relationship was my father wasn't present in my life. I actually met my father in 2008 at the ripe old age of... Anyway, so 2008, I met my daddy. And um, that's another story. But if you've listened to our Mother's Day episode, you'll be able to actually go in and hear that story. But my mother had six brothers. And of her six brothers, one of them was still single. He was a bachelor. We thought he was always going to be a bachelor. But he played the part of my brother and I's father. He stepped into that role for everything we ever needed where daddy would be concerned. And my uncle Ken, he is without a doubt, uh, I won't say he was my favorite uncle, but I will whisper, he was my favorite uncle. All of my uncles were great men, but he really stepped into that role. I broke my glasses, I came home and I, I, I was crying because my mother was a single mother and where was she going to be able to get that extra money to replace them? My uncle stepped up and took care of that for me. I remember when we first moved to to live in the house with my uncle, every morning we would have breakfast together, him and I, and he would always boil that. We'd have a boiled egg and he would take the knife and he would go boom across the top. He just sliced the top off. He took his spoon and he just scooped out the top of the egg and he put his salt and pepper on the rest of the egg. And that vision of him and I just having the moment of breakfast every day. And um, it was a very fond memory. He was there throughout my life until... He moved to Trinidad in 1981. He moved back to Trinidad. I lost my uncle in 2000 and 
three, 2002, sorry. And um, no, sorry, I think it was 2003. But when Uncle Ken died, it was a really sad day for for us all because he just was a pillar. He just held on to our family tight. When he met his wife, he told her that he had two children and a sister who came with him everywhere. And so poor, poor auntie, she got used to us being with her everywhere. And it was a really wonderful experience. I mean, I'm grateful for my father and to my uh, my mother's other brothers who also were great positive role models. And um yeah, they were great fathers to all of their children. My cousins it was it was it was it was pleasant. I don't feel I've never felt like I missed my father, but I certainly missed my dad. Does that make sense? You know, when you think about it, what do you say, Vanessa? Yes, Michelle, it does make sense. Um, when this topic came up for discussion, I said to Michelle, I didn't want to be part of it because of my childhood experience. I felt like. I didn't have anything much to bring to this topic. And she said, but you had your grandfather. And so when, before that, I, I know my father, but I always considered myself to be a daughterless father. I met my dad when I was 14 years old. I went to Trinidad to see him and I do not have any fond memories of that. But I kept the relationship open with him, cordial. If I was going through Trinidad, I would visit him for a few hours or a day. And I just kept that open. Because um, not having him, I'm not sure what I missed there. However, when you think of fatherhood, my grandfather is the greatest example of that. He was engaged and active, and for me, he showed up when he needed to. And you know what, Michelle? I have this memory of him, my first day of high school. I didn't have anywhere to stay, and it was a long distance to get to school. And he spent that day trying to find a place for me to stay so I don't have to make the commute every day for 32 miles. And he found the place. He stayed for the rest of the day and waited for me after school so that we can go home together. We had to walk part the way, but he was there. And I'm so happy that I've had him in my life. Um, discipline, oh, that was a hard part, but <laughs> you know how it was in those days. Everything you did was a beating. Um, and so I, I was happy to get away from, from home at that time to be in, in high school because I don't have to hear him every day. But when I go home on weekends, you better make sure you get things right. So he was there, and I, I just sometimes wish he was still here, and I can tell him how I feel. He's not with us anymore. May he continue to rest in peace. And I truly appreciate him walking with me through my journey through as a child and as a young adult and still spilling over in helping me to raise my two children. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyways, he was a great man and I love him and I just want to thank him for being there for me when I needed it the most. Marianne, how was your experience? very different from the both of you because for me i never grew up with a um i never grew up with my father if you go you know you, if our listeners were to go back as michelle said to our first episode where we spoke about mother's day my story is in there i never knew my father until i was around 17 or 18. i am um, so for me I have no idea what it's like to have a male figure around because it was my mother and then 
my mother, my grandmother and I, and then my grandmother and I. Uh, so there was no uncle. There was, um, I had a step-grandfather. He was still in Bermuda when I went back to Jamaica. And I have memories of going to his place because they had a, an arrangement. So I would go visit there, but it was just to go in and say hi. But when I lived in Jamaica, the only contact we had was whenever it was like my birthday. And so I would ask for things for my birthday. Like one year I asked for a monkey and he said, sure, I could get the monkey. But my grandmother decided that I should get a parrot instead. And then there was the other year where I wanted a pony and I was so sure I was getting the pony because why wouldn't I get the pony? I came home that day and there was um, a piano. So, yeah, that was that was my interaction <laughs> with my grandfather, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, it's unfortunate between the three of us, none of us actually grew up with our fathers, you know, and um, there are choices. Sometimes women make choices. Sometimes men make those choices for them. I know for me, I never, I had no intention of raising my children on my own, whether or not our marriage worked. And it's just... Um, when you when you look at it and you recognize that you know sometimes a lot of women will say well i was mother and father well actually you can't be mother and father because you can't be a father you know but that's just my perspective on that and in terms of just parenting uh you do the best that you can do whether there is a father or not a father whether there's a mother or not a mother and fathers will show up and in many different ways and means in terms of um, whether it's an uncle or a grandfather or a dear friend. So, Michelle, talk to me. I know. It's like you said, you don't always plan. You have no idea exactly which path, you know, life is going to take you on. And um, I was fortunate enough when it came to creating a father because I helped a man become a father, that um, he has always been present for the children, even though we are not together. He was, I will still say to this day, and is an excellent father. And he didn't have necessarily the same opportunity to learn that either. And he will probably be able to say some of the same things. He had other people in his life who stepped into that role at different times in his life. And so, you know, it, it's interesting. Three of us didn't have any daddies around when we were small. I'm wondering what that has contributed to us being as adults now. It would be really good if we could get inside our own mind and say, this is really why I'm like this, because we don't know why we are the way. I think that would be scary. I don't know if I want to know because sometimes when I look at myself and, and I was talking to you recently about that and, I, and, and you mentioned something to me and I start looking at it more closer and you said, maybe that's why you're so impatient with men. And maybe because as you pointed out, maybe I don't want to be disappointed. So I go, not this time, next. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it would, it would really be good to um, really understand ourselves better and know how it how that impacted us you know right. yes yeah and yeah. the decisions yeah. we made and the, the choices we made for our husbands you know and the relationships yes. that we had 
So, mm -hmm. because my children' father, um, he wasn't present uh, due to work as well, but um, things didn't work out for us. But one of the things that I try to do in that relationship is to keep the doors of communication open and cordial. Whenever he called, even though the children may not wanna say much i just make sure that um i answer the phone let him know how they were doing and just keep it cordial and he also shared with you didn't he just the other day he shared with you his regret in not being present yes, yes. yeah in in some of the experiences you know the experiences that you get to share and that he hasn't been able to share yes yeah yeah unfortunate uh -huh. uh, yeah so like like Marianne said, you know, the choices in the men that we choose or we chose, uh, yeah, we probably will still choose. <laughs> but um, my the, the father of my children was very much like my Uncle Ken. He was very much like my Uncle Ken, which is really, you know, as I think about it, um, which I have often said, and I, and I know that they say girls marry men like their father. My daughter has married a man who is like her father. It is so funny because he really is, he has a lot of character traits like her daddy. And um, yeah, quite interesting. But anyway, without, without, with all of that being said, um, I just know that there are some great men out there. And, and I need the fathers and the men out there to know this is certainly an area that we, we love and respect you because without you, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to be mothers either. But there are some men who step into the role as fathers and really demonstrate without a manual what it is to be a care provider, what it is to actually help nurture a child into adulthood and to teach the child right from wrong. It's not about material things. It really is about the emotional connection. And I think so many people today get it wrong. They are focused on giving children things that they never had, whereas the things that for me that I never had was the father that to me is so much more important than the stuff because the stuff has no value if you have a, a weak heart a broken heart if you don't have you know a good understanding of what's going on i agree with you wholeheartedly listening to our stories that was great so coming up after the break we have two fabulous fathers who are going to be telling us their story their journeys into fatherhood this is mvm coming to you direct stay tuned don't go away Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to This Is MVM. My name is Judy Lewinson, a.k.a. Judy Lou, executive producer at Bang Grio. I would like to take this moment to thank you for listening to today's episode. You could be anywhere doing anything right now, so we're especially pleased that you've chosen to spend a little time with us. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Posh & Harmony. Posh & Harmony is both a health and beauty brand as well as an online marketplace featuring many BIPOC-owned brands for people of all ages and cultural backgrounds. Start your melanin-filled shopping experience today. Visit Posh & Harmony at poshandharmony.com. Celebrating melanin magic, made by us, loved by everyone. Thank you for your continued support of This Is MVM. And now, back to the show. 
Welcome back from our commercial break. So good to have everybody here today. I'd like to introduce you to our guests. We have Anthony Cross and Paul Diabru here to talk about fatherhood and all things related to. I'm going to go first to you, Anthony, and I'd love for you to give us some input and some insight as to prior to becoming a father, did you actually ever think about what fatherhood would mean? I did. I've always um, thought of being a father. I've always had the thought of... Um, See my grandfather with um, all of all of us, us kids raising my grandmother at a young age, and I've always said, you know, I'd love to have at least four to five kids. And um, so said, so done. Okay, all the jokes today. All the jokes today. <laughs> So, so you wanted to be you wanted to be a father for sure. And what would you what would you say? Uh, what has that experience done for you? Because I know because I actually know you, so I know that you have not quote only fathered your own children. So, what what has fatherhood meant to you? Fatherhood means a lot. It's not um, because you you procreate and have a child through you know how that works. You know, um, I don't actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, a donor is different from anyone could be, be a father. It's, it's what you give to that child, and the, um, the mentoring that you give to that child, the, um, the leadership you give to that child as a child's growing up that basically helped you to become a father. The caring, the loving that you give to that child, the child look up to you and, you know, with a lot of respect and stuff like that. That's what to me father is all about more than anything else okay that's good so maybe then i should ask paul what would you say your interpretation was paul did you ever think about becoming a father before you became a father because i know in um just based on things we've talked about before in your group of friends you were actually quite late to the party weren't you with becoming a father yeah um i think i've always yes of course i've always wanted to be a father but i think going back to your question I think the experiences in my life, growing up, seeing other relationships, seeing what has happened in my life, um, entailed me or wanted me to become totally different than what I'd seen in my life. So in terms of my father and I, my relationship with my dad, my relationship, my stepfathers, seeing my mother bringing up Two, two kids on her own. You know, it, it, I can't ever remember my mom putting her arms around me and hugging me. That's not to say that I felt neglected, but I chose, I think subconsciously, to be, I was always going to be there for my children and be a better father than I'd seen around me, from my friends to my family, to, to, to seeing so it, it was a conscious effort to change who i am as an individual seeing my brother who'd have you know he's got kids and wanting to be totally different i want to be a different type of person different type of father did i think and i knew i wanted to have children but i wanted to have my kids and nurture them and try to be there for them that my father wasn't there. I mean, I, I don't ever look at it as as a thing that I missed in my life because that's what I knew at the time. 
Has it made me different? No, it hasn't. I think it comes down to, as an individual, what you want to become for yourself and what you want your children and how you're going to nurture them. So I know that's a drawn out answer to your question, but, and yes, yes, I will, I've always wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to be a special dad. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think from what I know of you, um, I would say that your children would say you were a very special dad. They, um, I know for a fact they love you immensely and um, they are glad that you are their daddy. So, so that's great. It's, it's good to know that you already had the plan in place. And same thing for you too, Anthony, that you, know, you had a mentor, you saw a positive role model in your grandfather. And I, I think, Paul, from previous conversation, your grandfather played a role as your father for some time, did he not, before? Yeah, but I was, think, I, I was too young to, to appreciate that and, and to know that because, you know, you know the, the story. Mom left, or she left us in Guyana and came back for us when we were six years old, or I was six and Tony was eight. So all I knew at the time, and was I, yes, my grandmother and my my grandfather. But did I, can I remember having a significant relationship or can I remember the influences? All I remember is certain things about being a little kid and just doing everything that everybody else was doing. I mean, it wasn't a case of, oh my God, you know, I've, I don't have a mum here or I don't have a dad here. It was just, you, it, it just falls into a, into a routine and if you're, you're in, a, in a West Indian environment and you know what, your aunts and your uncles and, every, and your cousins are all around anyway. So as far as I remember, it was just one big, you know, big family. And it wasn't a case of me feeling neglected of not having a mom and dad there. Just to concur with uh, what Paul just said a second ago, um, I was never raised with a dad. My mom was my father, my mother, my uncle, my nephew, my niece, my my everything. Um, so as Paul said, being left back in the Caribbean, being from, being from Jamaica, the same same as myself, uh, my grandfather was my role model. Um, you know, so I can totally understand and appreciate what, what he was saying earlier in this conversation. And I, but I also think Anthony is, is it depends on the age that you leave That's your homeland. Correct. And if you've grown up there and you've had the ability to reflect upon certain relationships, I was much too young to really reflect on any relationship as such or upbringing. Well, I, I mean, I remember getting into trouble with my brother and other things and doing things that all kids do. It wasn't, and I never felt that I didn't have a mom and dad. I just, it was, it, it was just a routine of, of growing up amongst family. I think if I can, if I can say this, I think that what you've said is definitely valid because that is the story for your life. But maybe now when you turn around and look at it, you didn't notice that there was anything different because your grandfather was there as a figure in your life, but you, like you said, you didn't appreciate it because you didn't know any different. But when you look back at it now and you could say, well, you know, for those formative years, there was a male, you had your uncles who were there, you had family members who were there. So there must have been a contributor to the fact that in life, you knew that a man and a woman, you know, grandma, granddad, what have you, there was men, there were men in your life that were positive when you were, you know, up to five, six years old. 
You know, I don't know. I, I I would tend to disagree with that because I think as I go back to the fact that I am I was very young to understand that that bond or that relationship. Um, as far as I remember, you know, it, it was always the uncles and the cousins that were around, and we were always things. It was never my grandmother. Not to say I mean she had all her kids around her. So they were all doing things for her anyway, like most West Indian grandmothers and grandfathers. I remember going to the farm with my grand. I remember going to the to the mosque with my grandfather. Are those influential parts of my life? Not really. I just think that if I was 10, 11, 12, 13 and have gr would have grown up with a male model in my life, then I think I would have had a better thought process in regard to what influenced me to be who I am. All I know is that I made a choice in my life to be who I am. I don't think, I think you can go either way. Like I, all my friends, would I really consider them to be great dads? I'll be totally honest with you. Not really. Just because growing up in in a West Indian environment in, in England, it was almost like that was the, that was what they did, but I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to be part of my children's lives. I wanted so, go on. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, so then for both you and Anthony, you, you made a choice and that is fantastic. It's a great opportunity to have to hear your side of the well, to hear your story for the people out there. And I think you and Anthony both made a decision that you wanted to be good fathers. At this point, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take on the next question. Vanessa has a question. And so we're going to close up. Today's episode is about fatherhood and all of those people who've influenced you in becoming a father, whether you be men out there who were just about to become a dad whether you have already become a dad, whether you want to fix your relationship as a dad. So Vanessa has a question. Um, either one can answer or both. So for this question, I know both of you said that you chose to be, um, be part of your children's life. My question is, what advice would you give to men who want to be part of their children's life, but for whatever reason is not allowed to be part of their life. They, they may be trying and there might be a disagreement among the mothers for whatever reason, like I said. What advice would you give to those men to become a part of their children's life? I think that's a very tough, that's a very, it's a great question. And I think based on circumstances, you have millions and millions of fathers out there who all yes they do want to be part of their children's lives but uh, but based on whatever situation that may have arisen from the other partner that comes down to the two individual people because at the end of the day those two people regardless of whether they are together or not together and obviously in the situation when they're not together that's their breakup you have to come, you have to have a level of respect for each other because you have a common denominator. And that common denominator is the children that you chose to have when you were, everything was happy and everything was great. If you decide to split up and, and go your separate ways, you have still got to a defining obligation 
to your children to be their father and to be their mother and both parties need to understand that and forget all the bitterness that goes between the two of you or the two people you have to find the common ground so that you can both be in your parent in your children's lives and then the upbringing of your children they they have to have an influence they have to have a role model going back to the same thing when they see this as they grow older and they see the bitterness between their mother and their father and the inability to have a relationship with either part either one that creates a, a, a different sense of of what is right and what is wrong for them and they will go through their lives unless they can make that conscious effort to when they're old enough to form and to begin a different relationship with their parents one way or the other so it's going to come down to because the children can't change that if if they're too young they can't change that if if one part of the relationship doesn't want the other part then unfortunately there's going to come down to a legal aspect because you get you as a parent deserve the right to be in your children's lives if you want to be and to nurture them you don't have to be together as a couple to give that influence and give that nurturing to your child you've just got to be in part of their lives yeah yeah in a, in a perfect world i agree with what paul is saying but you know what sometimes you have um situation where um the other partner just is, is, a, is very angry in the sense that you've separated and don't want to have anything to do with you at all whatsoever or have the child have anything to do with you at all whatsoever i think in the, in the long term as a father and i've been in the situation and as a father if you want to be um in that child's life it's up to you and that child not you the mother and that child you know you as a father need to make a conscious effort you know to want to be in that child's life you know as far as phone calls here and there once in a while and as that child grow and develop more and more and more and more he will then determine what kind of person he wants to be around if you're a father he wants to be be with or be around there's up to that child to make that decision as he gets older but as a father look into that looking um at that you know you just need to put as much effort as you can to join or to build or to nurture that relationship with you and that child you know even although you, the mother might be saying something behind your back and get towards a child you know you got to put all that aside you know you need to develop your own relationship with that child and as the child grow older and older and older he will see what's what's going on thank you gentlemen for that answer um i wish that a lot of the parents fathers out there who are in this situation can listen to this podcast and take some of these advice it's been great listening to the both of you paul and anthony you know i've known both of you to be fantastic fathers and it comes to as no surprise to me listening to you talking about being fathers and um what it means to you i know you know and paul when you said that you made a choice to be the father that you are i know with my three sons they did not grow up with their father around and that was his choice not mine and i look at them as fathers now and how they are with their families and i'm so proud of them because they too made a choice so at this point i would like to ask both of you what advice would you give um to young men 
prior to becoming fathers a lot of a lot of young men or a lot of men kind of roll into the role in the sense that it wasn't a planned um, event you know it was just like oops so to young men growing up and thinking about starting a family and that sort of thing what sort of advice would you give them for me i would i the advice i would give to any person out there who wants to be a parent it's to be the best person that you can be for yourself as an individual be happy with who you are as an individual because that will reflect on how you bring your child up you're you make a, cho a choice to be a father or a mother so i believe that you have a, a, a um an obligation to nurture love and to pick up your kids like you're not always going to like everything they do you're going to teach them the rights and the wrongs and you're going to try to lead them in the right direction but they're your children are going to make choices for themselves we're not always going to like them we're not always going to agree with them when they fall down you have to be prepared to pick them up stand by them and if they make the same mistakes again, you have to do the same thing. You can only, yes, you can, you can keep talking to them and you can, you can try to be positive and make them think, be positive, but you've always got to be by their side and you've got to hold them up and you've got to be proud of them. They've also, you've got to make them be proud of you as a father, as an individual, as a man, and as a human being, because then that should instill in them who they want to be. I'm not saying that they have to be like you. I don't expect my children to be like me. I just want them to be the best people that they can be for themselves and their children. Amen to that, Paul. Talk to me, Anthony. Amen to that as well. I think um, as a father, especially being a young black um man raising a child i think a lot of fathers have a tendency to to want to work 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 and don't spend as much time at home with a child um i think becoming a father you got to make a conscious effort in being there for that child um you know whether it's you you fall in a relationship where you had you need someone who already have a child or even it's, it's your own child you know being there in the sense that you you're, you're mentoring that child you're hugging that child you're cuddling that child you know and, and a lot of men don't like to hug and kiss their kids you know i do it all the time with, with my kids you know and they need to see that they need to feel that need, they need to feel love so eventually when they grow up and have their own kids they can transfer that same kind of emotion to their child also as well you know, I, I just think um, whether you fall in the in the role of being a father or you are a father by oops or otherwise, you know, you guys got to make a decision that, you know what, I'm here. I want to be a role model for that child. I want to mentor this child as this child um, grows. I want to be there for that child, you know, going on section the ball, you know, whatever it takes to be there or be around for that child. I think that's what's more important than anything else. And I just wondered if, you, you know, both of you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with us regarding fatherhood or being a father and um i think we'd also probably like to say that father's day is coming up and we'd love to wish you a happy father's day i'd like to actually say that 
your job as a father or as a parent never ever stops there is no point of you know there's no age that you feel that you should you can stop being a father or a parent that goes on forever because you've made that choice to have children so you're nurturing your you're nurturing you're loving you're you're being for being there for them should never ever stop and you know i'm a, i can honestly say that i'm a totally different you know at the age i am now i'm still learning about relationships i'm still learning about relationships with my children because as they get older their points of view change but you've still you've got to grow with them but you never forget you have to be you have to be their father first then you can be their friend yes everybody as we get older we're the modern type of parents we'd like to think we are the modern parents and we're not like our, our parents but we have learned so much from our parents and we've influenced our children to a certain degree from some of the upbringings that we've had as as our children will still take things that we've nurtured them with to bring up their children but they will want to do it in their own way but always in the back of their mind they will be thinking about how they were brought up but my daughter my son i would always i always want them to continue to i wouldn't say rely on me but to know that i'm always going to be there whenever they need me and never forget the fact that i'm there as their father forever so you never stop being a father you never stop being a parent i agree with you wholeheartedly paul anthony i think um as a mother or a father your job never ends you know um you'll be there for the rest of your life um being there for your kids is is again to me is the the most important thing and trying to nurture that relationship that you do have with them and uh, it is tough sometimes being a father it's tough sometimes being a father where you have kids who make decisions or choices that you don't like as a father you know but regardless of whatever it is you yourself have to stay fast and be there just to listen sometimes not always giving advice to the kids sometimes you just need someone just to talk to just to just to say what they want to say just have someone just to listen to them you know and having a lending an ear to someone you know sometimes means a world to a kid more than always giving 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 advice to them you know just wanted to know this one is sitting and just talk you know but for fathers i would say sometimes just just lend an ear you know step back from always giving advice and you know and listen to what they have to say to you you know and at a later time again if you want to say something back to them fine so go be uh, so be it but you know just to be there just to listen and and um comfort them in their times whenever whatever they're going through at times is is very 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 important to me but you know fatherhood is is fun it's fun and i i like i said i never had I had one around who who was there for me growing up but seeing my mom being the father in that relationship in in our household with you know five of us growing up you know she laid on some serious roots for us all you know we've learned and developed from there and now we're all fathers ourselves and grand fathers ourselves you know and um it's 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 beautiful it's lovely i enjoy it you know on uh, just one last thing on 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 this i think 
we treat our children not according to how our head tells us, but our hearts. There are, yes, I mean, there are books out there about, but, and that people would give you advice on how to bring up your kids about certain things. But yeah, and, you know, we, are, we, we as individuals, we listen sometimes, but I think the optimum decision is always going to be yours as a parent. Because how you feel in your heart towards your children will define how you bring them up, how you spoil them. And yes, you know, people talk about not spoiling your kids. Everybody spoils their children. And I probably, Michelle, will. T- I'm probably the worst one. And I spoil my kids because I love them dearly. And it, is that a bad thing or a good thing? To me, I do it because of how I feel. I don't care what anybody else says and how what they think, or whether I, you know, I spoil my children. I do it because they're my children and I will love them forever and I will spoil them if I can whenever I need to spoil them. I will just do what my heart tells me because I love them so much. And it's all about that. You know, sometimes you have a... uh, Kids know they're very clever because when they're younger, they can play both parents against each other. That's a... And nobody can teach those parents how you're going to react to your children. That comes from your individual relationship and as you grow older, you get a little bit wiser to your children and, and they're, they're the way they are. So you develop a different way of, about you. All I can say to new young parents is love your children, bring them up according to how your heart tells you to bring them up. Love them and treat them the way you want to treat them. That's all I can say. It's To me, you choose to be a parent that's they don't ask to be brought into this world so you have to give them everything because it's you yeah no but that's what i'm saying so it's it comes down to your the choices of of the parent to be the best that they can be in the eyes of their children i would like to say thank you to both of you for spending time with us today i would I'd like, just like to say thank you very much for inviting uh, myself and obviously uh, Anthony will do the same, but I've enjoyed it very much. And I think it's uh, it's natural to speak about something like parenthood because when you're a parent. Ladies, keep up the good work. You're doing an amazing job. Absolutely fantastic. Hello, 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 beautiful people. This is Judy Lewinson, a.k.a. Judy Lou, executive producer at Van Grio. You have been listening to This Is MVM, and we are so happy that you joined us today. If you enjoyed today's programming and wish to show your support, we'd love it if you would start by liking, sharing, following, and commenting on any of our social media channels. You can find This Is MVM on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MVM Stories. That's MVM Stories. You could have been anywhere, but today you chose to spend a little time with us, and we want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to tell your friends and family about This Is MVM. Wasn't it wonderful having our guests on, eh? What do you guys think? What did, what did we take away from that?
Um, for me, it, it's a relevant conversation because coming into this, I I always felt angry when it when I have conversations about fathers and fatherhood, my dad being my dad, my children father. So um, I felt it was a little bit of therapy for me to sit in this conversation and to listen. And uh, I definitely can take away something from it. And now I can become more relaxed and having a conversation recently with my children's father and heard what he said. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I can I can start my healing process. I didn't even realize that I needed to. Today was a good day then. Yes, it definitely was. Because I think what was what was quite interesting, uh, and I'm sure Marianne will, you know probably add to that too was to hear them talk about the difference in what they decided to do like both of them independently had made a decision as to what type of parent they wanted to be and so to be a father um you know they wanted to reinvent from what they hadn't had i agree it uh it's it's kind of hard when um you grow up in a situation and as far as you're concerned, it was fine. It was ideal, unless unless you know you grew up in in you know poverty or or an abusive home or something. Based if you, if the child is happy, whether it's grandparents, whether it's auntie, uncle, or whoever it is, if it's if the child is happy, you know you can't you can't tell the child that. It, that he or she wasn't happy. As they grow older, then they they understand more. They see more. They see, see what a traditional, um, you know, family is supposed to look like. But in this day and age, there's no such thing as a traditional family anymore, right? Times have changed, and so a family is basically what you make it. As long as you make that home a happy home, and that the children that are brought up in the home, that are they are brought up in such a way that they feel safe and loved and cared for and i think for any any man at this stage of the game any man as long as you have a thought in your head and you're old enough i think what they actually need to do now is to to stop and think you know sometimes i don't really want to talk about relationships but Sometimes you find that people get into relationships and they don't think. There's no, there's no thought of tomorrow. There's no thought of what if. Is this the kind of person? If this, if is so to to go to bed with a woman, do I see this woman as my wife? Do I see her as a mother of my children? And if you ask yourself that question, and you can't answer it, or the answer is oh heck no then you shouldn't be going there right because anything can happen it doesn't matter how safe you think you are and she's on the pill or she's with this or yes maybe using a a, a condom but then you have you have situations where you're oh no i can't use that and oh i'm fine or i had a vasectomy or i'm on the pill or i'm this or i'm that and next thing all of a sudden this person who you didn't expect that you didn't view yourself as having wanting not even having wanting a future with all of a sudden you are locked eternally for as long as that child is alive you know so i think it's very important uh for for individuals man woman to make certain choices to go into relationships with your or situations with your eyes wide open and make 
choices for yourself that you are not going to regret or your children are not going to regret. And listening to the both of them and knowing that they both consciously made a decision to be good fathers. I think that in itself is something to be commended. And I'm hoping that, you know, if we have male listeners out there and even the women too, because the girls have, they have a choice as a matter of fact, they have a choice. They both have choices. Just try and make the best choices you can for yourself and your future children. I just want to share a little bit here, listening to Marianne. I didn't say this when Paul was here, but for a short period of time, he was in my children's life. And my daughter has said she would like to marry somebody like her Uncle Paul. And and just to hear that. So it, like you said, Marianne, it doesn't matter how long, if as long as somebody spends some time in your life who has some influence over your life, you want to be like that person or similar, or you have learned something or respected that person. And this is what I admire about uh, about um, fathers like Paul and my son also. He once I would say things like, "When am I going to be a grandmother?" He's like, "Mom, I'm not ready." And, and and I'm so happy to hear that, even though I'm saying it as a joke, because I know that even though he didn't have his father in his life, he wants in the future when the time comes to be a part of his child's life. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I know that he'll make a good father. I think that's excellent. It's an excellent point. You know, when we think about it, like Marianne said, I used to have this uh, saying I used to say to my son, and it was basically no glove, no love. So basically <laughs> just be very clear. And I told him also, whoever you choose, just remember that that person, if you are having fun times with that with a female out there, and it may not be the person you want to have in your life forever, you have to be very, very clear on how you are in the relationship and what you do to protect yourself from that. Because many a female has decided that the opportunity appears better. We've seen this of professional athletes where women will, sh will shroud them in, in compliments and be there all the time. And these poor guys don't know which way to turn. They've never had so many women at their feet. And in some instances, if they weren't a ball player, they wouldn't have had the options to some of the women. There are women from all different ethnic backgrounds, economic backgrounds who know that for them, this is a step up, regardless of the race of the person, of the athlete, it is a step up for them financially. And that's what they're looking at. So if they get a child, they will have a meal ticket for the rest of their lives. And so our men need to be very clear on who the women are out there and what they're doing. And our women have to be clear that you don't want to do this to the child. You don't want to use the child as a pawn. But just in case the listeners aren't aware, because we didn't talk about this earlier on, Paul is actually the father of my two children and an excellent man he was at the job that he did and I'd like to thank him um, publicly for that but also just because we're talking about fathers today there was an opportunity that I came across sorry I didn't come across the opportunity I came across an article of uh, two gentlemen from uh, they're from Adola, Cameroon they live in Quebec and excuse my pronunciation because unfortunately I don't have the linguistic ability to pronounce everything well so Gayatan Itoga Itoga and Yannick N. Nutjok are the names of these two fathers, I believe. That's the correct pronunciation. Somebody will tell me I was wrong. And they created a line of dolls for their daughters. They realized that out there in the big world, whenever they would go shopping for the daughters, they couldn't find any representation 
like themselves. And they created a line for black and biracial girls. And this line is so pretty. The women are in traditional African dress as well as regular fashion. And if you want to order one, you can order it. The name of the company is, is YMMA. We are not getting anything from them, but you must tell them. If you do send a message looking, say that you heard about them on MVM, and then maybe somewhere in there they'll send us a little miniature version of these little dolls for us. We can actually portray them. I'm going to get a doll dressed all in red for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, when you, um, in talking about that, it reminds me of when my children were little. I don't think I had my fourth child at that point. So the two older boys, the, my daughter uh, was the third one. They would make doll clothes for her you know oh yeah they would they, they they did all sorts of things actually they tried to cut her hair no they did cut her hair i think i was in <laughs> i was in hong kong at the time and i got this call um the hair got cut matches got lit under the mattress Ooh. um <laughs> and doll clothes were being made and <laughs> it was an exciting time i cut my vacation short and came back early <laughs> But yeah, you know what? And that's the, th the other thing too, you know, is that there are no traditional rules per se when it comes on to certain things. You have men that do fantastic things. You know, they, they're able to comb their daughter's hair. They're able to make clothes. They're able to make dolls, do all sorts of wonderful things. Yeah, I think the idea, the idea they came up with and they just decided that they would uh, challenge the status quo because a lot of the big, big companies, and I'm not going to give give uh, mm -hmm. space to those companies. We all know who mm -hmm. they are and the type of dolls that they make. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and, and what these these men wanted to do was to be able to actually have a product that also went back to the continent of Africa in representation because lots of studies as we know have been done with children and what are we looking at as a role model whether it be mm. a doll that a little girl is playing with she's looking at a particular type of doll to look a particular mm. way and then the same thing is when we're out there looking for the men to become the fathers to our children what are we looking for ladies and gentlemen it's been a wonderful opportunity to chat with you today about all things father and we will continue this discussion we are sure there's going to be comments below you can email us as we've said before and i think the next time we do something similar we'll just talk about parenthood on on its in its entirety and have um have daddies and mommies on the show what do you think ladies yes i'm definitely gonna get um maybe three or two of those dolls for my daughter even though she's an adult and she can pass <laughs> them on to her first daughter oh that's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or you never know which one maybe maybe your son might have children before because he might get married you never know you could get married tomorrow meet a girl today this evening fall madly in love and say this is the one mom this is the one. Oh boy <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I, I i think that that's a great opportunity and this as always has been a wonderful afternoon today's podcast it really for us was about giving um tribute to fathers and fatherhood we have done previously we would like our listeners to go back and listen to the one that we did on mother's day and for motherhood and we will no doubt pick up on some other occasion to continue this discussion on parenthood jointly so thank you again paul and thank you anthony it was our pleasure and remember life is a journey not a destination make it a great one miss v I am truly grateful to be part of this discussion. Special thanks to Paul and Anthony. 
for opening up and sharing with us. I wish them more success and blessings in their future. As we continue our life's journey, it is not too late to reconcile, rebuild, nurture, and grow. Continue to be good to yourself and be good to others. Until then, peace. <laughs> this is a more senior M and MVM signing off now. Just so you know, today it meant a lot to me. You know, it's it's just it's a great thing to hear positive role models, positive men that are influencing our young minds and the future generation. So in the meantime, in between time, be well, stay safe, talk soon. You've been listening to This Is MVM with hosts Michelle St. Hill, Vanessa Williams, and Marianne Pine, executive produced by Judy Liu for Bangrio. This Is MVM is recorded in Metro Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. For full episode credits, please visit bangrio.com and be sure to follow at MVM Stories on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Until next time, continue to be the love.